Danny with Break My Fall on I'll Go From Breakfast with Wayne Lee and Charlie T. How long, team, uh, was it when ESCOM announced that they were going to move to stage five, then up to stage six? It was during the weekend. Mm. It's just the weekend, yeah. Mm. All right. And um, here in, in Nelson Mandela Bay, and I use the word lightly, luckily, uh, residents aren't affected from anything above stage four. If your schedule is stage four and you go up to stage five, it's pretty it's much going to be same. the same. Mm. Uh, anything above stage four starts affecting the industry. Now, we are... Nelson Mandela Bay. It affects them more. It affects them more. Yeah. The, uh, we are a industrial area. We have a lot of big businesses here that spend and invest a hell of a lot of money into the city, into the country, and take power away. There's a massive risk of them pulling what they have here away and moving it somewhere else because it's coming at a cost to them. So we've invited this morning onto the show, uh, Denise van Hastien from the Nelson Mandela Bay Business Chamber, the CEO. Good morning. Nice to see you again. Good morning. <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you. Good. It always seems like we, we when we meet with Denise, it's always under these like... Circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> dark. Yeah, it's circumstances. Literally dark. Yeah. The last time it was around the drought and they just seemed to be accumulating. We were saying, every time we see her, it's yet another layer to the issues that we're experiencing. This time, of course, being load shedding. Mm. Yeah, we seem to roll from one crisis to the next. Yeah, mm. exactly. It just doesn't stop. Uh, look, we can moan about load shedding and we can complain, uh, but we need to, I think, as individuals, as businesses, as we just need to, to, to come up with solutions right now because I don't think we can rely on ESCOM or the government right now to give us consistent electricity. My my issue, and I started getting scared when I was chatting to a friend during the weekend, and they were talking about how this is going to impact big businesses like your VWs and your Fords, where it takes up to six hours for their machinery to boost up again after being hit off. We now moved past stage four now in Nelson Mandela Bay. That's when it starts affecting those businesses. What what are you doing as an organization to, to support this and engage with with these big businesses? One, at the risk of possibly losing them in the future. And to give them a solution right now uh, with, with load shedding. Yeah, so, so what we've been doing is we've been engaging with, all, with a lot of the large manufacturers in the city and we're trying to find a solution that on balance will work for everybody. So you mentioned in automotive industry, for example, it takes six hours to get a paint shop running again. But when you move across to other sectors like pharmaceuticals, agriculture, beverages and so on, um, some of them take uh, 24 hours to restart. Some, one even takes a week to restart their operations. And the problem is when you keep stopping, starting and stopping, um, it causes breakages. Mm. Um, and also the employees have to be sent home and they don't get paid wages. So the impacts are, are quite devastating uh, from a manufacturing perspective. So what we're doing is we're working with the different companies to find a way where we can implement a schedule and working in tandem with the municipality where we can, for example, do 24 hours of voluntary load shedding. Mm -hmm. And then you go down for 24 hours in a row and then and you can produce for a set period of time and then you go down for 24 hours in a row rather than on off on off all the time denise you, you kind of like share the topography of what it currently looks like and obviously been working with the large businesses uh, for quite some time now i think the last time we chatted touching on load shedding particularly was you provided a platform for for businesses to to be in touch with you guys and provide feedback is that platform still available for for large businesses uh, just to share what they're going through um, yes, well, we're engaging with it. Um, obviously, when stage six hit on Sunday, they were already engaging with us. But what we're also doing is um, we realize that the country is in a serious situation and it's not going away. Um, even if we get reprieve 
tomorrow or the next day, it probably will come back again. So what we're doing is we, we're looking for solutions. And one of the solutions we have is a renewable energy cluster that we formed. And we've got 24 of the largest businesses that are, and high energy users that are part of that. And we're busy working on a, a combined solution. And this would this is a trailblazer in South Africa. It would be the first in terms of businesses coming together to find a um, solution that works for everyone. And we're looking at a combination of wind and solar power. Um, we're also looking at the offtake agreements where because of the investment cycles of manufacturers, they can't invest in a 20-year offtake agreement. But we're hoping by achieving the required critical mass, we can reduce that period. So, I mean, you guys are coming up with, you know, all these wonderfully strategic solutions. What is the sense out there? I mean, it's obviously very disruptive, these power outages. And in addition to the restart timeframes that you've mentioned, there's also so many other impacts that these businesses are experiencing. It's the compromised security, the spoilage of cold storage in in, in those kind of businesses, also the cost of unproductive labor that you mentioned. But what is the general sense? Is there a sense of just complete hopelessness or are businesses feeling as though there is a way forward? Look, at our situation, um, we have issues coming at us at all angles. So whether you're talking electricity, water, vandalism is a very, mm. very serious issue. But what we've done as a, as a business community is we've all got together and we said, well, it's unacceptable, the current environment. But we can keep complaining, um, but that's not going to solve anything. So what are we going to do about it? So what we've done is we've adopted a strategy where we're willing to work with whoever will work with us to get solutions in place. So it's a much more activist and action-orientated approach because that's the only way we can move forward. And the alternative is if you don't do that, then you may as well disinvest, which we don't want to happen. And I think I've been quite amazed at the spirit that I've seen at a lot of our companies in the city. They don't want to leave. They want to be here and they want to be part of the solution. That's awesome. And, and, and you know, the thing is, it's important for us, even as individuals, to not remove ourselves from the business community because we are it. They are us. We're impacted because we're working at those companies. Our families are working there. We are uh, consumers of their products. So if that breaks down the entire value chain and, and, and we are affected as individuals as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I like to uh, try and build hope you know we probably at rock bottom now and you, th- you always think what else can possibly happen mm. and hopefully nothing else and and uh, and I'm hoping that people will start to take proactive action and our government stakeholders, stakeholders our parastatals uh, I think we all have a role to play now in rebuilding um, our city and our country the biggest fear right now is job losses um, and I think that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. One, we don't want to lose these big uh, corporations in, in the city. And two, we don't want anyone to lose their jobs. Are we going to see some job losses before it gets better? Look, that's that's difficult to quantify yeah. at this stage. And I think we also have global challenges that, that affect us as well. We're not immune from that. So there's been a lot of supply global supply chain issues and, of course, war in Ukraine. Mm. So I think there's pressure all around the globe. So we're dealing with the global pressures. And then locally, we've got some extreme issues that we're dealing, uh, dealing with. And I think it's going to be very, very difficult to grow jobs in this environment. And until we can stabilize our energy and our water, it's going to be difficult to attract attract new investment here. So the priority has to be on retaining what we have. 
um, and also promoting entrepreneurship um, because we can't just rely on big businesses to be the job creators. So we've also got to adjust our SMEs. thinking yeah, to, into this environment that we're in now and we have to look at a range of, of solutions. Yeah, kind of all have to work together, which seems to be, you know, what what the government is saying, that we need to work together. But, I mean, we get so angry. We go, this is not our problem. We didn't cause this. Uh, We didn't didn't cause this. So, as a a business, how can I – I'm looking for help right now. Um, Who do I speak to at, at the business chamber just to have a conversation right now? Well, they're welcome to contact any of our team members at the, at the chamber. We have task teams. We have clusters. We've also started forming geographic clusters around the city. Mm-hmm. At this stage, they're mostly in the industrial areas, but we are, um, we've got one in North End that's also starting. And, um, and really, it's about looking at what the common issues are and how can we all work together to, to solve it. You know, and it does mean um, putting in more resources. But as I said, the alternative, if you don't do that, um, would be worse. So we're getting very good support from, from businesses in that regard. All right. Uh, that's, that's it from my side. Tim, I don't know if you have any more, more questions. I think we covered all the bases. Yeah. Really. There, there yeah. Was, there's just one on Telegram, Denise, very quickly. Someone is asking or talking about um, if businesses were to take action like not paying taxes and so on, mm. what would the implications of that be? I regularly get that uh, question and you can imagine as we start in all these clusters, we're asking uh, businesses to contribute more to fix the issues in their areas and, and we do get some resistance where um, you know, you're paying rates and taxes so, so why should you do this or can't we ring fence that and put it into a separate fund? But morally it's probably not the right thing to do and we would rather partner with the different stakeholders and, and together find solutions. So what's also been amazing is you've got competitors working together where before they wouldn't have done Mm. that. And I think the more we can uh, get traction, the more we can put pressure as well on government and other stakeholders to do what they're supposed to be doing. So we're not letting them off the hook. Um, We need to keep with our lobbying um, initiatives as well in tandem with that. All right. Okay. Well, best of luck with that, <laughs> CEO sure. of the Nelson Mandela Bay Business Chamber. You got your work cut out, Denise. We really Next time we do. see you, we really hope it's just to chat about something light-hearted, like I don't know, the like birds what? and the bees, <laughs> shooting the breeze. I yeah. would love that. <laughs> Thank you, Denise, for joining okay. us this morning. Thank, Thank you. you. Algoa FM Breakfast is the business.